You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work today. We'll run it back like last Friday. First segment, offensive keys to victory. Second segment, defensive keys to victory. Third segment, some other things to look for. Um, not sure I'll do that one every week, just because at some point in the season, we're going to identify who we are, what we are, and what the plan is. But for now, there are still some things to keep an eye out for. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Gators YouTube channel. We're going to be doing some more visual work. I'm not going to do so much to isolate people that just listen, but every now and then we're going to do some visual work. So if you don't want to miss that, just subscribe and, again, just watch when we do that stuff, you know? Fun stuff. Uh, make sure to check out my pin tweet because Locked On wants to know who's the best fan base. And, I mean, I want the Gators to win. I don't know if you guys want the Gators to, but I do. And it's not too late to listen to the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 for previews on every team and every division from our local experts and Odyssey's NFL experts. Search Ultimate Season Preview 2021 today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Now we're going to take a look at some offensive keys to victory. First up, taking care of the football. Um, this wasn't a huge issue last week. Emory Jones did turn it over or did throw two interceptions. Um, so not great. And I know that this one's super obvious and every game, obviously a key to victory is taking care of the football, but we're looking at a trap trap game, I guess. We're 28 point favorites for a team that just got blown out and shut out. Um, I'd say that people are like, yeah, this is going to be an easy win for Florida. And I agree to an extent, but you know, things happen. <laughs> so uh, the, yeah, taking care of the football has got to be one of the key, uh, key goals here for us, because if you're a heavy favorite, you turn it over, especially early on, things can just get all out of whack. And like, it, it, it could just be a, um, a nightmare I'll say, cause I wanted to say a different word, but I can't cause that's a, that's a potty mouth word. <laughs> so you've got to take care of the football. Or you're, at that point, you're honestly just begging to be upset. And it's just, I don't want to be upset, especially a week before Bama. So no, thank you. Uh, running the ball is another key to victory. Like, again, I, I've said this yesterday. I said it the day before. I think the Gators will throw the ball a ton. Like, I'm, I'm talking a lot of pass attempts just to figure out this passing offense. But... I, I, I think we should run the ball a bit. Like, I, all right, yeah, I realize that's kind of weird. I think we will throw the ball. I think we should run the ball. Um, mainly because, it's, sure, like we need to figure out the offense too. But if we're looking at victory, um, last week, South Florida against NC State allowed seven yards per carry, or actually over seven yards per carry last week. And we have a better rushing attack. Then NC State does their. Um, I realize I keep bashing them for no reason. They're just they're not a good football team, if you ask me. So we've got a better rushing attack than they do. And I mean, last week we put up 400 rushing yards. That is ridiculous. Like that is, I literally don't think I've ever even done that in like Madden. Like that. That's how crazy it is. Where we put up 400 rushing yards, and 
I don't think we'll do the same this week because, again, I think we're going to see a lot of passing attempts from the Gators. But, I mean, if, if we run the ball, I think that's the easiest way to secure a victory, I'll say, just because this team has been just, uh, this team being South Florida, has been just so, so, so awful against the run in that last game against NC State. And we've got a better O-line, better running back, better scheme, just a better offense and defense were better teams sorry nc state but those are the facts and the final key to victory uh explosive plays and here i'll put throwing the ball or running the ball uh because the bulls showed last week they're not great tacklers i mean look look at the yards per carry watch the game and just watch them be not just poor tacklers uh in the sense of actually wrapping up but poor pursuit angles, poor form, and just, it, it's just not, this is not a great look, poor effort all around. Uh, so, I mean, when we got our Gators, I don't care how you're doing it. I don't care if you're challenging them horizontally, like keeping things short, running the ball, and just getting big plays that way. Make them make plays is kind of the point. And, or if you want to challenge them vertically, like they're not a good defense either in coverage or tackling. So just if you want to challenge them vertically, challenge them vertically. If you want to run the ball down their throats, run the ball down their throats. Just give them hell. Make this South Florida defense make plays because frankly, uh, I, I don't want to be incredibly rude and incredibly insensitive, but I don't know if they're capable of making plays. And I've been speaking about uh, the explosive plays with our team, whether it's running the ball or, I mean, not yet really throwing the ball. I mean, typically when you uh, look at analytics, um, which I know some people are still iffy on, but an explosive play is considered a pass of 40 or more yards or a run of 20 or more yards. Um, so passing, we didn't have explosive plays last week. I believe the closest one was 36 yards to uh, Jamarcus Weston by Anthony Richardson on that fourth and four play, which I broke down on Tuesday's episode of the podcast. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just like, I, I want to see more explosive plays uh, running game. I know we can have explosive plays. We just look at last week. We were a very good rushing offense. I think that explosive plays are going to be a very key part for this offense, whether we're throwing or running. So I want to see us keep trying to, uh, keep trying to hit the home run because it seems like that's going to be the most consistent way that this offense scores. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like it's great that we hit home runs, but I, I mentioned Saquon Barkley the other day where it's like, yeah, he keeps getting runs like three yards, three yards, three yards. And then he just busts one free. Um, I don't know if I'd rather <laughs> have just relying on big runs or just being a methodical good offense. Either way, it's looking like if last week's any indicator, it's going to be more about big gains on the ground and hopefully in the air, but uh, haven't been super reliable. We were very not reliable at all last week. And yeah, I mean, explosive plays, taking care of the football, running the football. I think those are the easiest keys to victory. And I'm also trying to, I realize that those are very like basic ideas for how to win games. Um, I'll expand later as we go, as we progress this season, uh, specifically like next week, I'll expand on how we can win those games. But at this point, we know the offense is going to be relatively vanilla and relatively basic. So I can't really do a ton. And we know that we're supposed to kind of destroy South Florida in this game. So 
it's also like just like it, this should be an easy victory for our offense. Uh, it should be easy gains for our offense, easy scores for our offense. And it's going to be a probable vanilla offense. So I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, we've got to do this specific concept like that. Cause it's just not how it works. We've outmanned and outmatched this South Florida bulls uh, knocking on wood for you. Just cause I don't want to be the jinx to it, but uh, it, it should be a relatively easy offense, a relatively easy win. So that's why I'm thinking this offense isn't going to have to do a ton out of the ordinary in order to walk away with, with a victory here. I don't know about you guys, but football season's here. And now, yeah, I'm constantly, like I know I've said it before, I'm constantly reminded of how out of shape I am in compared to these Gators, um, which, I mean, and all football players. I watch a lot of football. But, yeah, that's it's sad for me. Uh, so I've had to commit to eating Built Bar as my snack instead of other sugary-filled snacks. Like, you know, cookies, Dunkaroos is what it is. You know, I'm just saying Oreos every now and then. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, um, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is a LOCKED. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Now we're going to take a look at some defensive keys to victory. Uh, the first one, which I think is the easiest one uh, to do at least, is challenge South Florida to throw the ball. Uh, they were disgustingly bad at throwing the ball last week. They had two quarterbacks play. Um, they completed 42% of their passes. They had 167 yards, no touchdowns, obviously, because they got shut out. Three interceptions. This was just a bad team. And they sucked running the ball, too, if I'm going to be honest. But throwing the ball, they were clearly um, less competent, less consistent. So I think if our Gators do pretty much whatever we can to force South Florida to throw the ball, this is going to get out of hand very quickly. I, and I, I mean, do like what stack the box. Like if, if you've got to do that, stack the box is NC state secondary, not as good as the Gators secondary NC state anywhere. Not as good as the Gators. I'm just going to say that. Uh, so NC state secondary, not as good as the Gators. So stack the box, let our DBs do their job and just, just let it be that. Like if we stack the box, they're, they're not running the ball on us. Like they, they just won't have big plays in that way. Or they won't have consistent gains in that way. And you're kind of daring them. Like, hey, come on, throw it. Um, hopefully, hopefully our defensive backs aren't like 40 yards off the line of scrimmage for this week. Todd, fix it. Get it right. Let's go. Chop, chop. Um, next key to victory is no big plays. Uh, and I don't want to say we're a, um, I don't want to say we need to play Ben don't break defense because Todd, that's already what you do. And that's, that's not good enough for us. Um, but cause uh, yeah, that's pretty much already what we do. So I'm not going to say we need to play Ben don't break, but, uh, not, not giving up huge plays, whether it's getting beat deep in coverage, blowing your, uh, any assignments in the run game and giving up big gains there. You know, it's simple things like that. Pretty much that. Don't screw up massively on defense is what I'm saying. Uh, because this is still um, a bit of a, a, a trap game. 
I guess I'll say, because, yeah, again, we're favored by 28 points. So it's it's fair to say it's, it's a trap game. Uh, so big plays, and like I said, on offense, don't turn it over. Like, those are the two ways that teams usually, usually blow it in a trap game. So those are two things we really need to not do. But no big plays, it's just, it's something where last year, that was something that killed the Gators. It was, it was big, explosive plays fairly consistently. Um, that's something that that can't happen, especially in a game like this where we should be victorious. And again, not even just should be victorious, should be completely and utterly dominant. I, I don't think that that's something that we should be doing. Uh, so yeah, I, I just want to say pretty much just just let our guys do their thing. <laughs> As I'm saying, when I say stack the box, no big plays, let our DBs do their jobs, and it simple as that. <laughs> that's really all it is. If you're listening and not watching and you couldn't hear that wipe wiping the dust off your hands it's as simple as that and the final key to victory is kind of a key to victory in every game like i said but probably going to be a basic defense again even though uh even though last week our defense was a little more creative than our offense but still not super creative uh get in the backfield i don't care if you're rushing the passer and getting in the backfield i don't care if you're stopping the run and getting in the backfield Winning at the line of scrimmage is crucial to avoid the upset, and it's crucial to win in any game. And honestly, one of the reasons that I'm saying to get in the backfield, and that's a uh, an area of importance in this game, keep building that momentum. You know, last week, defensive line demolished, demolished FAU. If we do it again this week, build a little momentum there. You know, get your confidence rolling going into a Bama game where they've got a fantastic NFL caliber O-line Get that defensive line ready and roaring and willing and just hungry and let them tear through. And hopefully they can. So I need this defensive line to really step it up because, I mean, I I can tell you now, next week the game's partially going to be won in the trenches. So that's something that uh, we've got to keep up because I don't want to say improve on because last week dominant, specifically Zachary Carter, was a reek of nature and a one-man wrecking crew even though the rest of the d-line was still very good uh that's something that we've got to continue to build upon and again it should be easy to dominate this week just given the strength of our defense um the depth of our defense or specifically the defensive line the front four so the strength of them the depth of them like the rotation keeping everybody fresh and keeping fatigue off compared to this south florida offensive line which is uh how do I put this nicely? Um, less than stellar. <laughs> uh, so that that's should be easy to do. You know, disrupt the play, make them earn it, never let them get into a rhythm, and just I'm hoping that we go up big early, and then the rest of the game is figuring out the passing attack. Like if we could spend the whole second half just figuring out how to get this passing attack going, that that that'd be the ideal situation. You know, get a three, four touchdown lead at halftime. And I realize that that sounds just bonkers to say, but um, they suck. <laughs> so so the Gators, like, it, it's on the Gators to really just clean house here and consistently dominate throughout this game. Do you know that 85% of people that play daily fantasy sports lose? I mean, it, it really shouldn't be that surprising. The game's rigged against you if you've ever played it. Uh, You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools, more time, 
less lives. <laughs> you don't stand a chance, really. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that puts the player in control and winning within reach. I know personally, I've played daily fantasy sports for a while, do it every week with my friends in a little friendly competition, make some money on the side if I ever can, but I've won money back in maybe like maybe 10%. And even the 10% is skewed from winning the friends when that's only six of us. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play at stathero.com slash locked on. One thing to watch for or other things to watch for, but the first thing to watch for, obviously I'm going to start off with this one. Which quarterback plays more? Is it going to be Emory Jones, Anthony Richardson? We know that we can be 90% confident that over the entirety of the season, they are both going to play in every game, assuming they're healthy. I don't see a way really in which Dan Mullen is like, you know what? Neither of them are good enough to get playing time. But someone's going to play more unless they literally rotate every other play. And, and I don't see that happening. Uh, so who plays more is going to be an important thing just to see who's leading. But at the same time, it's like who plays first, who's technically our starter. Um, because again, Dan Mona said, I don't have a starter. I have two starters and then backups. So yes, it's who plays first is just kind of important to see. Uh, you can somewhat judge that's the guy that's leading right now. I think it'll be Emory Jones. Uh, if it's based on last week, it should be Anthony Richardson. I think it will be Emory Jones because last week, you know, Dan Mullen was like, Emory Jones, I should have quarterback. What do you mean? What are you talking about? He's going, he said all that stuff. So I think Emory will be the starter. Um, starter, again, in, in air quotes, uh, because we have two starters. Yeah, all that. Um, but I think Emory will be the first quarterback out there to take snaps. Uh, I don't know if he should be. I'm Again, I've been very pro-Emory, but like Anthony Richardson outplayed him last week, so maybe he should be getting more snaps. Who gets the garbage time snaps is another thing, because last week we saw Anthony Richardson get that and try to get his passing game, passing game under, uh, under, not even under wraps, under control, I'll say, but it was horribly inconsistent, horribly inaccurate, so I don't know if, that hurt him a bit. It, it did in my eyes. And as a runner, he was he blew Emory Jones out of the water. But as a passer, they both left a lot to be desired. So who gets the garbage time snaps? Who's going to be taking deep shots late while we're up, presumably, by a lot? Uh, the next thing that I'm going to be watching for, um, it's, it's similar to last week where I said just how much of the playbook is really open. Um, but this week it's, do we open up the playbook for the passing game? Uh, because, you know, last week, a lot of it was RPOs, RPOs and screens were RPOs and wide receiver screens specifically were a huge part of the passing attack. Do we go less of an RPO based offense to test the quarterback's abilities to read defenses in live game situations? Do we go more RPO just to kind of see if they can actually get an offense going with that? Just how often do we get vertical? Because last week, it was mostly towards the end of the game when we got vertical, when Anthony Richardson was taking shots to the end zone, trying to cover the spread, which I appreciate, but wasn't good enough. And I also want to know how different do the, or how different will the offenses look given who the quarterback is? 
Because I feel like last week when Anthony Richardson was in the game more, we saw more of just a straight-up option offense, less RPO. I feel like when Emery was in the game, we saw more RPO-based, less straight-up option. So I'd be curious to see how different how different the offense is going to look, given who's on the field and who's at quarterback. Um, and lastly, the thing that I'm really going to be looking for is the young defenders, the depth defenders. How much do they play? Because again, I'm hoping that we'll be up big early on, and hopefully we'll be like, all right, let's get most of the starters out and uh, get our depth guy snaps, get our starters healthy, and keep them healthy. Uh, but I mean, if I'm going to be blunt about it last week, our, our backup defenders kind of, kind of stunk it up. If we're, if I'm going to be just blunt and honest about it, they, they stunk it up. It was consistent, uh, gains. I don't want to say huge gains, but consistent gains were a big issue because that's almost more worrisome than explosive plays. Because if you give up an explosive play every now and then, um, then it, it's, it, it happens. But if you give up consistent gains, that's concerning because that means that you're just straight up getting outplayed. If you give up big plays here and there, it's usually there was a mental breakdown somewhere, someone messed something up, and then that, that just happened. That's something you can usually fix and prepare for. But if your defense just stinks, that's a concern. And I'm more concerned about our depth defenders when they have to step into starting roles when there's likely going to be an injury at some point to our starters where depth guys have to step up more and the future of our defense you know these depth guys they're going to be starters soon they're i mean maybe not soon relatively but next year the year after that they're going to be starters so how well will they perform and how reliable will they be that's what i want to know and how early do they get in assuming it's a blowout because again i think they should come in as soon as you know our coaching staff is like it's, it's in the bag. Um, keep our keep the rest of our guys healthy. Keep them ready for Bama. But at the same time, you don't want to take them out too early. And then they basically have um, like, like half a game to warm up. So for next week, so I don't know. It, it it's a lot. But I'm going to be keeping an eye out for how often our young defenders play, our depth defenders play, um, when they play. If we start mixing it up, maybe throw in a couple of depth guys earlier than we did last week and just see where they're at. Um, like maybe they mix in with the starters more than we saw last week, things like that. Like I want to see the usage of our depth defenders and our young defenders, because I get a feeling that these are kind of, uh, seemed to viewed as tune up games for our, uh, for our Gators. And next week, the tune up games stop. So which young and depth defenders are going to make a name for themselves and carve out a role for themselves in this defense, because they might not get many more in-game opportunities to do so once SEC play starts for us next week. So that's what I'm, who, who's going to make a name for themselves is kind of my point here. And that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me Monday as we'll have a full game review to talk about. Don't forget that if you follow me on Twitter, I'll have an immediate minute-ish long reaction immediately after the game going up. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Utes, hosted by Brian Brown and Jake Hatch, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
I know we're almost a year out from it, but uh, Brian and I have already started talking trash for opening week for Florida versus Utah next year. So I'm already getting revved up and excited for it. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day follow the locked on bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you listen to podcasts 